Yeah, I mean, there are definitely downsides. And part of it is having the self-awareness to know if you have an addictive personality. Because social media is very much designed to be addictive. And so if you're susceptible to that, then you definitely want to be using the uh, mechanisms that are available on your phones now with time limits. Welcome, everybody, to the Social Media Church podcast. Usually, when I am the one to introduce this, and, and if we're not familiar with each other, my name's Aaron, uh, and I'm one of the co-hosts on the Social Media Church podcast. Usually, that means I don't have my partner in crime with me, uh, Nils Smith. But today, we are lucky enough. Well, first of all, I'm lucky enough to open the space up. Uh, Nils has passed the torch uh, to me for that. Uh, and uh, not only is Nils here, but we also have... And you guys may not know this because Nils has done such a good job of taking the torch, but the torch was not originally his. And we alluded to this when we uh, did our announcement video that we're going to be launching uh, Social Media Church, the conference this year. And uh, But if you missed that episode, it's two episodes back, and you're definitely going to want to give that a listen after you listen to this. But uh, you're in for a treat because today we have DJ Chuang, who is the originator the uh, the father of this podcast, and I'm going to let him let you know how many years ago that is, but uh, DJ, we're so happy to have you here. And as we start off the lead up to this conference that's happening July 13th mm -hmm. through the 15th, you can sign up for that conference uh, right now at socialmedia.church uh, social slash conference. But uh, DJ, the reason that we even have the opportunity to do a conference at all is because of this podcast. And like maybe most of our listeners, I don't know the full story of how this podcast even came into conception and what year that was. And so DJ, welcome. Nils, welcome. DJ, I'd just love for you to Thank open you. this uh, space up as you originally did all those years ago. Well, very kind of you to remember me and to have carried the torch so far with Neil Smith and uh, now launching a conference. Uh, this podcast started very simply as a conversation with church leaders about social media. And I'm amazed that tagline has had such staying power because we want to continue having conversations with church leaders about social media and the way you formatted this conference, online conference, um, three months out promoting this is amazing. So you're having conversations to um, really um, mobilize the community to have conversations together on those yeah. three days. I love the way you set it up so it's not just on-demand Netflix, and you really want to foster conversations that will be generative and that will spark new ideas because ideas, uh, talking with ideas with people is what sparks innovation and creativity and gives us the energy to uh, keep pushing the ball forward and building God's kingdom. So, um, the, the, that was the very simple idea back in 2013. I found Neil Smith as the first social media church pastor out there. And um, along with my friend, uh, internet friend, Kenny Jang over in New Jersey, um, we, we wanted to have some conversations, not just for ourselves, but to find others that were creating this new space. And internet was just beginning to uh, flourish uh, with social media. This is pre-iPhone. So this is iPod days, and we, we just saw a 
nascent opportunity. And now uh, eight plus years later, we, we see it is very much the uh, platform and instrument of God that's kept our people, you know, the, the church together over the past year with the pandemic. So we truly are the social media church. That's so DJ, good, DJ. DJ, you 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 pioneered so much, uh, and and knowing you for so many years now, um, it it this was a part of your career. You know, in many ways, you were on the forefront of IT uh, when IT was was coming along, and uh, you you've been on the forefront of the internet with the dot Bible domain, and um, and so I loved when you started Social Media Church podcast and allowed me uh, to to be a part of it, and 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 we've shared the story too about. You know, we were having a steak over at Jay Cranda's house, and that was where the torch mm-hmm. was passed. Uh, but DJ, I would love to know uh, from your perspective, because you are a futurist in, in your mind and the way you see mm-hmm. uh, the way you see see things. What is what is as you expected eight years ago today? You know, as as you looked forward, or and what is what has surprised you uh, that you didn't anticipate in this social media realm with the church? Well. Yeah, well, obviously, the thing that surprised everybody around the world is the COVID global yeah. pandemic. I mean, um, there were some scientists that were trying to make those uh, safety plans if a pandemic were ever to happen. But when it happened, it took pretty much everybody around the world by surprise, and certainly the churches and the pastors that we all are a part of. And so we've all had to scramble and learn um, on the job trying to figure out how do we well actually it's even challenged our ecclesiology so that's been the biggest twist not just figuring out how do we deliver sermons but how do we foster community and do discipleship and feel like we're still a sense of community and now i think having um endured and survived and even for some people thrived during the past year we realized relationships over social media are real I mean, my relationship with you, Nils, has mostly been through social media. Once in a while, we meet in person, and uh, we've met in person, often around food. So the steak at Jake Pranda's, the ramen noodles, that was a first for both of you, I think. Um, And then a few times I've been in New York, we found a restaurant named After You, Smith. Smith. Uh, (laughs) 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 And um, so, so... just like Jesus had a lot of food in his ministry too. Uh, we, we have <laughs> incorporated that as well. And then now with, with social media, we can actually uh, do food virtually. Like I could send you a pizza right, right now and it'll be delivered and we could be sharing sure. a pizza. And so uh, social media and technology has become more and more a part of our lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I could not anticipate it. And I know uh, you're, so I would contrast it this way uh, i like uh lighting up candles you know this little light of mine so i'm i'm good at lighting candles and trying out new things and then i know uh, nils and jay you have tremendous skill at scaling and so you can turn that little uh spark of fire into a yeah. bonfire and and set the world ablaze and so i'm thrilled that i could hand that off to someone who could do that and done it so well so thanks for including me as a part of that story. Well, that's right. DJ, you you have been so kind and generous in this, and and just even to share some some of the story for those that that haven't heard it, yeah. um, it is I still remember the um, 
I'm reaching out to you because I, when I, it was probably six, seven years ago. Um, and I was like, DJ, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I'd love some advice. And you were like, well, why don't you just take the social media church podcast? And I was like, I can't take the, you know, like you've put so much into this and you had, you had invested your money, your time, your, you know, you'd, you'd invested a lot to build this. And, and I remember asking how, how, how much do I need to pay you for it? And you're like, nothing, just steward it well. And, uh, and continue the conversation and, and that, that generosity and, and, and you legitimately meant it and you have celebrated, you know, everything we've done moving forward. And you, um, you just set such an incredible foundation. And one of the things I love too, is, is you're a starter. You, you were, you then that freed you up to go and do, um, some, some exciting things. And I love the book you, you put out. Um, and, and I think you've really kind of moved into two new spaces in particular with, you know, mental, mental health and, uh, the church and, and then the Asian multi-Asian church. Uh, can you talk a little bit yes. about maybe, maybe first talk about the mental health uh, and where that yes. kind of passion developed and, and what, you, what you're doing there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a little more history. So yeah. uh, part of my motivation in uh, looking for a successor to the social media church podcast was my son was in his senior year of high school at that time. And somehow during right around that time, I realized this is the last year I'm going to have daily connection with my son. And so I wanted to devote as much time to him as I could, because I'm going to see less and less of him from wow. that day forward. And so when this opportunity opened up where we were in that conversation, I was like, Oh, this is such a provision that I could hand this wow. off into trusted hands. And it's a sense of discipleship too, that, other people have poured into me and modeled generosity. And so for me to be able to hand this off and to see it flourish has been such a great joy. Wow. And that's actually the third thing. So you mentioned two of the things that I've been working on. There's actually a third thing that I just started working on this year. So uh, to recap the three things, one is um, they're represented by three letters, MSG, which is a good Asian acronym. <laughs> uh, M stands for multi-ethnic diversity S is for shame and G is for generosity M, uh, multi-ethnic I mean, we're in the midst of anti-Asian hate crimes and such terrible tension between black and white and uh, people of color and white culture kind of aggravated by the previous presidential um, um, term yep. and it's, it's just really painful to see the um, police shootings and the mass shootings and the hatred. So that, that's a whole topic. And I think church has the best solution because we're in Christ and we have that supernatural power to bridge yes. over those differences. So I, I want to, um, that's one of my life goals from age 54 uh, onward. Second one is shame. I personally have been diagnosed and managing my bipolar disorder for the past 20 years. And once in a while, I have some stressful points where I have to do some extra self-care management. By God's grace, I've been healthy the past four years. And uh, I was really glad that I didn't have to struggle badly during the quarantine because I didn't know. It, it's it, Mental health part of it kind of like, like a blind spot. You don't know when it's going to overstress your system as much as you might take care of yourself. So I'm glad that I've been able to manage health, uh, healthily, emotionally and mentally yeah. over the past year during quarantine. And then uh, G is for generosity. Um, I worked 10 years uh, back in the 2000s for a private family foundation. 
And so I, I know that evangelicals, Christians, and Asian Americans have a lot more capacity to give and have wealth. And my hope is to steer some of that towards innovation, particularly digitally. And, and I think that can help the church make far greater impact than it does because uh, nonprofit innovation is, is a huge opportunity, but it's just yeah. not in the budget for most nonprofits. And there's you know reasons for that, but they're not good reasons. <laughs> That's great, DJ. MSG. Uh, all, all very important conversations uh, that need to be driven in the same way that social media church needed to be driven long ago and look at where we are. So I have no doubts that at least one, if not all three, is going to take off in a, in a really powerful way. Maybe practically just share with our listeners. Uh, I know that they, if, if you are listening and you're, you haven't followed DJ on social media, particularly Instagram, you need to go do that and they'll get a good feel for what you're doing uh, if they just follow you on Instagram. But maybe uh, let us in a little bit practically. What are some of those things? Maybe in one or all of those categories, the MSG, what, what are you working on? Yeah. Well, two of them are podcasts. So uh, Erasing Shame is a podcast. Uh, Generous Asians is a podcast. And then uh, Multi-Asian Church is a book. Nice. And so I have been blogging and actually I had some short podcast episodes about multi-ethnic churches as well. Um, but I realized blogging and podcasting only reaches the digital audience, yeah. and I needed to reach the influencers that read books. And so that's why I turned that one into a book. But um, podcasting, and, and here's a little tip and trick about podcasting, why it's so um, powerful to get things going, because I found podcasting to be the quickest way to create content. And uh, many of your listeners are in the business, in the work of creating content. And you know, uh, over time, how tedious it is to create content. Yes. But with podcasting, you get a couple of good talking points. And there's a couple of podcasters that create three and four hour episodes twice a week. And they have millions of listeners. <laughs> right. Um, but conversations are a great way to create content. They're lively. They're engaging, hopefully, uh, anyways. And um, once you get that content created, you can repurpose it and you can turn it into courses and books. They can see what really connects with their audience. So I really encourage people to start with podcasting rather than editing fancy videos and writing stuff that requires so much research. Podcasting is a great way to start new initiatives. And I think that's the thing I discovered with Social Media Church and how I'm starting these newest initiatives as well. I'm super curious, DJ. Really quick, Nils. I, this is the perfect moment to ask him. I'm curious, what was that advice that you gave or would have given Nils if you didn't just hand over the podcast to him? And what is the advice you would give somebody asking you that question today of, hey, I'm thinking about starting, because believe it or not, you know, uh, eight years later, we're still asking the question, you know what, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Uh, and, and here we are uh, just proving the concept over and so many people uh, who have proved it on a way larger scale than what we have, uh, that podcasting is a viable medium. You see things like Clubhouse coming out, uh, the audio yep. social network. Anyways, DJ, what, what would have been that advice that you would have given to Nils back then if you didn't just hand him the podcast? And what's the advice you'd give somebody today? And maybe it's the same thing eight years later. Well, a lot has happened in eight years. Yeah. So it's way, way, way easier to create a podcast now. I mean, it's, it's really download an app and a couple clicks on 
on your phone. Uh, right. Anchor is probably the easiest way to create podcasts now. Yes. Uh, Spotify bought them, so it's going to have a pretty good infrastructure. It's all free hosted. So you have to mess with hosting, websites, all the mechanical things that are involved that were involved eight years ago. Actually, with Nils, before I handed the podcast over, I gave him the recipe for how to start one. Nice. Here's the 10 steps to start a podcast. Now it's down to one step. Download yes. Anchor and click start. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. And, and it's a low-risk low kind of thing. So uh, actually, when I started Social Media Church, I started with three or four pilot episodes because I wasn't sure what format to use and what was going to stick. And um, So it's okay to do a trial run. Um, I mean, they do pilots for TV shows. Yeah. So do that with a podcast. You know, have a, a handful of listeners give you some feedback so before you go public. And so it's a very um, low uh, barrier to entry. Yeah. It's become so easy. It's one click. And then um, try to shoot for 10 episodes. If you can keep it going uh, for 10 episodes, um, I think it's like 30, 40, 50% of podcasts don't get past episode 10. So if you can wow. get past episode 10, then you might have something. You might have something to say. If you got listeners and there's, you got something to say that people want to hear. So if you're missing those two things, then it's okay. You can, you can cut the cord. Uh, lots of other people have. <laughs> yeah. So the best best advice is take that first step, give it a try. Then you'll know if it's worth doing. So good. Yeah. It, it was, and I remember you you walking me through the WordPress plugin and how to do the connection. And it, oh, and then I ended up switching to Lipson, paying, because you were, and yeah. one of the things I love too about you, DJ, is you were very, um, some might say stubborn, but you didn't want to pay money uh, for it. And so you were going to find every free tool you could to host it. And I love that. I love that. And and that was not because you, you know, couldn't afford the $7 for Lipson, but you really, that was part of the innovation is you had to figure out a way to do this yeah. on zero budget. Um, and you did. And I, I just got lazy and started paying the $7 a month uh, for the Lipson account. But it, and all those it, analytics, Nils, don't lie. It's the analytics for you. Data, the data got it. I, I've got to get the data. Um, and so it really, it, it's, it's been such a fun journey though. And I've launched several podcasts since, but it is to your point, DJ, it, it was, and honestly, even before I had the conversation with you, I was like researching how to set it up. And, and I got so caught up in microphones and all the stuff. And it was at the end of the day, what, what was really valuable and, the truth is I had a friend like you to help push me off the ledge, you know, and, and hand me the keys, but getting started is the hardest part and recording that first one is the hardest thing. And then pushing play or pushing, you know, publish. Uh, and the reality is there's probably just going to be four or five people that listen to that first episode and that's okay. And, and, but you, but you learn, you develop those rhythms. And so I think to your point of just do it and go, uh, is one of the best pieces of advice that church leaders can take. DJ, I want to dig into two, two of the areas of focus because I think it's very timely uh, in this season. I think social media ties into it to a point. One, one is I want to, I want to come back to erasing shame and, uh, and what you're doing there. What, uh, let me, let me t connect a couple of dots here. One thing that I, a stat I heard recently is 70% of all podcasts are found through other podcasts. Um, and so mm. people think about you do so many advertising, email campaigns, uh, but it's actually through other podcasts that people 70, find. Podcasts. Seven, seven zero. 
seven zero. Zero. Yeah. Wow. And so it really is a a, a fascinating. So it's my hope that if you're listening to this podcast, that you're going to go um, and and subscribe to DJ's other podcast, Heuristic yeah. uh, Shame and Generous Asian. Uh, and so. And we'll we'll post those on socialmedia.church um, on on the, in the show notes, but but I uh, you know one e- erasing shame DJ it I, and I don't know if we even had this personal conversation, but I went through a bout with depression about two years ago, and your having journeyed through that with you was very helpful for me in the season. Uh, one of the things that we're we're facing now in America, what I say in America in the world, is uh, the depression rates coming out of COVID and and quarantine and and all of that. What, how should church leaders from your experience and expertise and understanding approach and prepare for the mental health challenges that, that, that are ahead of us and, and honestly not ahead of us that are in present in front of us right now? Well, two, two things. Uh, one, Exponential Network, which is the mother of all church planting networks, it's like a hub for all the other church planting networks and associations. They've identified mental health as the number one issue that churches must address. Now, um, they haven't rolled out their game plan on how to do that. But our friend Kenny Jang has. So he's partnered with church communications and a couple of uh, MediShare and a couple of the sponsors to host an online conference on May 21st. I think it's two days, but May 21st is the day I, I, uh, that's in my head. And you'll add in the show notes the three online church mental health conference they're looking to establish a national church mental health day to really raise awareness and provide resources on how churches can respond and to respond very simply to start talking about it in your sermon and then providing a prayer group Uh, just those two things put you in the top half of the bracket because too many churches still do not know how to talk about it well, they don't talk about it because they don't know how to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's resources that will help you to learn how to talk about it uh, from the Bible. So there are biblical bases for understanding that so we have to take care of our whole body, mental, emotional, relational, spiritual, yeah. and physical. And so um, learning how to talk about it makes it um, understandable. It's not just something you pray away that sometimes it's related to diet, sometimes related to sleep, sometimes related to stress. And certainly through this quarantine uh, period, stress and isolation are huge triggers that's affecting all of our uh, relational and emotional health. And then um, prayer groups. Prayer is very powerful and is uh, very community building. Um, I think during even after uh, people get a vaccine, uh, there's going to be maybe half the people that still won't meet in person. And hey, social media is a great way to connect online. I've been leading and hosting two online groups over the past year. And the relationships we've experienced and answer prayer has been more powerful online than in person. Just happens to be that way, but it just authenticates that we still relate online. And that's the very thing that churches can provide that medicine and psychiatrists and counselors cannot yeah, is prayer. Right. And so that's the huge opportunity. As much as we talk about church planting and felt need, hey, mental health is your biggest felt need. It's a huge open door for churches to do ministry and reach people. So 
those are the two things that church can do practically. And then there's that online conference just coming up in a month. Wow. That's great, DJ. That's so, uh, <laughs> that's so important, uh, in, in the, the, the whole felt need and, and, uh, it's not like the church is adding to a polluted or, a, um, an already oversaturated conversation we're adding something new, uh, which is prayer. And I think oftentimes we can, uh, take the things that we add to culture for granted because they're, uh, either we're not using them, uh, in our own lives as Christians, or, uh, we just forget that that's where our peace, security, power, overcoming these things come from. Uh, so that's, that's really great that you're adding that into the conversation, uh, and, and actually really starting a conversation and, and, uh, our friends, uh, Kenny Jang and Katie Alred, uh, both. The, the, the church communications has a podcast as well. That's uh, probably worth linking to. And if you're not listening to that incredible conversations and incredible community uh, going on over there as well. I feel like uh, all roads lead back to Kenny Jang. Is, is that, is that <laughs> true? That, that, is, that is 100% true. Uh, and, and Kenny, Kenny was the uh, officially the second ever interview on this podcast but he was the first episode uh that's that's because it's kenny you know i mean kenny gets preference uh and gets his way always and uh kenny also simultaneously is one of the most generous human beings uh that that i've ever had the privilege of knowing uh dj to bring to continue this conversation on mental health one of the yeah. things that i hear often is it, and and i think a lot of people have experienced is that social media is very bad for our mental health. And, and we, so, you know, Netflix put out the documentary Social Dilemma. Yeah. I'm curious your, your perspective on that because you've been an uh, advocate for social media and you're an advocate for mental health. Uh, what's, what's your take on how church leaders should approach social media when it comes to the downsides of social media? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely downsides and part of it's having the self-awareness to know if you have an addictive personality because social media is very much designed to be addictive. And yeah. so if you're susceptible to that, then you definitely want to be using the uh, mechanisms that are available on your phones now with time limits and have other people hold you accountable for how much social media time you use. Uh, but if you, don't have a, uh, if you don't have that addiction, uh, accountability is still good. And um, it, it, I don't like saying use it in moderation, but use it well um, rather than not using it. So you yes. kind of have three buckets. You, use, you overuse it, uh, you misuse it, or you use it well. And I think we, we can, by, by the power of Holy Spirit in community, we can use it well. Uh, don't use it to troll and to shout your unfiltered opinions don't get addicted to it but use it well and so that's what the conversations we're having here at social media church we're trying to show people by our modeling by showing the good example rather than um all the naysayers showing how talking about how bad it is well give us the better alternative how how do we use it for good and uh, that's why we're here having these conversations how do we use word. social media for good use and it we well use it well i'm going to steal that uh, DJ, because there's so many conversations that I find myself in where uh, there's just that uh, desire of people to take the easier road, which is just now let's not deal with it. 
Uh, and there's so many broken people that need Jesus ultimately. Uh, and we can be mm-hmm. the conduit on social media where they are uh, to do that. Yeah, and uh, so I, yeah, use it well. Yeah. And I like those three buckets. That's I'm, I'm, if it's uh, okay, I'm going to take that uh, and utilize that in other conversations no, online and free. offline. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the generosity, which might lead into uh, talking about that. I know we wanted to go uh, there next, uh, kind of talking about uh, another piece. As Christians, we add prayer into the conversation, but another piece that uh, uniquely marks Christians is generosity. Uh, and we've had a great season to be able to do that as the church. Uh, and some have taken advantage of that more than others. Um, uh, but this podcast and just how this podcast even started and how it was passed along, a great example of generosity. Maybe uh, let us know specifically the form of generosity that you're focused on in the context of the Asian culture. Uh, I know I'm fascinated to learn a little bit more about uh, kind of the conversations you're having and what you're trying to drive forward. Well, um, the starting point for us, well, certainly, let me start with the starting point of all starting points, which is God. God is a generous God, and God is a giving God. Yes. And so to be generous is to be godly. And so if we're going to grow in godliness, it's growing in our generosity. We don't often hear it that way. We tend to hear it in terms of growing in spirituality and the spiritual discipline. And those habits are good, but the habits... Uh, have been too much geared towards knowledge and, and I don't know, Bible trivia contests. And, and yeah. that doesn't do a lot of people good. In fact, it kind of builds people's pride up rather than helping us to love our neighbors better. And I think where uh, I'm learning about generosity is generosity is the best apologetics for a time. Uh, social media has aggravated wow. a lot of provocative debates, deconstruction of church, deconstruction of faith, and a lot of bickering back and forth, um, polarizing uh, on politics, sexuality, racism, sexism, you name it. And uh, generosity cuts through all of that because it's so confounding. Why, why would you give so freely? And uh, that, that, is, uh, that will stand the test of um, um, our culture and situation. So gener- uh, generosity is the best apologetics for our time. And we're having we're, we're we're having our weekly podcast at Generous Asians, uh, having the conversations on what what does it mean to be generous as Christians and generosity. Uh, our best episodes so far we've had ten uh, every every week in 2021, and best episode is hey Jesus talked about money, so we should talk about money too. Most churches don't talk about money more than twice a year, so if we're not comfortable talking about it, then. We're getting bombarded with thousands of messages every day from marketing and advertising to buy, 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 buy. And uh, we need our churches and we need our fellow Christians to share with us how to be generous so that we can uh, take back the dominion and the power of money and submission to God rather than us being manipulated by our world about money. That's why generosity is important. I, I, DJ, you are such a world changer. You know, I, I love, I love the things that you are are choosing uh, to to lean into, and uh, it's, yeah, it's it's so good. I can't wait to hear what comes out of this as you're just foundational with this first ten episodes. 
Uh, I remember also getting to be your hundredth episode, part of your hundredth episode on social media church. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. you took this a yeah. long way. Um, and, and I, and I have no doubt, uh, that these are going to go a long way. I want to, I want to bring this conversation probably back around to the third, you know, aspect of what you're, what you're involved in, because it's so critical for, for this moment. And, and that's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the Asian community and Asian church. Um, or, or, and, and I think, Many of us don't know how, uh, you know, it's been such a tension around Black Lives Matter and uh, those tensions. And, and, and right now I saw our mutual friend, Kenny Jang, yesterday. Uh, I saw on Facebook, he posted that, you know, he, he would buy bought mace for everyone in his family uh, because yeah. the the fear is real uh, and, and the threats are real. And New York City's up, Asian hate crimes are up 900% in 2021. Yeah. Uh, what? How should church leader at the end of the day, can, can you, for those that aren't even aware of the reality um, for Asian Americans, maybe fill us in and how should church leaders be approaching this, uh, this issue right now? Well, um, if you, if you don't have Asian Americans in your church, they're probably in your community. Yep. So I think there's plenty of Asians everywhere, except Omaha, Nebraska. But <laughs> no, they're they're out there too. Yeah. But there's a couple documentaries about how Chinese restaurants are as American as anything else, and and they're everywhere. So um, if they're not already in your church, uh, reach out to them and support their small businesses and build that relationship. Again, the Ministry of Food is a great open door to build a relationship, build that empathy and to show that your church cares for their humanity and that they're created image about. So that would be the first step. If you already do have Asian Americans in your community, uh, in, invite them into some of your leadership conversations. Strengthen those relationships that are in your church and invite them towards leadership conversations to see what other things the church can do to show their support for, um, for Asian Americans and people of color. Uh, very simple, but I guess we, we just get busy and we don't do it. But do the simple things, and I think the next steps will follow. They'll tell you what they need. Yeah, that's a good word, uh, DJ. Good word. A lot of uh, – it is really simple, and it's modeled by Jesus, and it's all over the Bible that we talk about and are ultimately trying to lead people to uh, is how Jesus lived his life. And it's those MSG, a lot of uh, those three main things you're focused on are examples set before us uh, by Jesus. And uh, I love that you've kept bringing this back to food, uh, something that we often forget about just sharing a meal with people, partly, partly because of uh, the – coronavirus and and the year that we just had where you, you forget about sharing a meal. Uh, but to your point, that can happen over Zoom and does happen over Zoom and does happen over social media. Uh, and you can even be generous and, uh, you know, Grubhub uh, something for somebody in a different location uh, to their house. So um, yeah, I, I really appreciate that and the simplicity of that. Uh, and just keep bringing it back to what it starts with you and if you have questions about this, there are people that you can start genuinely uh, investing in and asking questions to. Uh, curiosity is a great tool. And um, when you approach people mm -hmm. uh, that you don't understand with curiosity, uh, genuine curiosity and a desire to uh, start doing life with them, that's a great place to start and a great challenge. And if you can't get that figured out, there's nothing else 
uh, that's what I love the simplicity about your advice. There's nothing else we can tell you after that, uh, that you're going to be able to execute on if you can't do that first thing. So uh, just leaving it at that is so important uh, and let them tell you uh, because it might be different than what DJ needs uh, or what our friend Kenny needs right. uh, or what anybody right. talking on the podcast needs. Uh, there are probably some collective right. things that they all need. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I appreciate you talking about that uh, and starting that conversation. I just know how quickly, mm -hmm. DJ, I saw you get on it uh, with just the stuff that, uh, and the reality is, is because you've been living in it uh, and you've been trying to impact mm -hmm. that community and, and lead them along and you have a lot of relationships there. And so uh, when things like this pop mm -hmm. up, you are naturally positioned to, to already be there. So I appreciate you helping me, helping Nils, helping our listenership uh, continue to, to progress in this conversation. Um, as, as people that, uh, follow Jesus, who is the best representation of the multi-ethnic everything. Uh, our, our other friend Derwin Gray yeah. talking about this all the time, just released his book, the multi-ethnic church. And, uh, I think that yeah. is a conversation as well in this day and age that, uh, is another one of those unique points to Christianity. Um, where people just need to listen to the, the really good news that is, hey, we are all created in God's image uh, and the solution we're looking mm -hmm. for is found in Jesus. Yeah, so good. Amen. Amen. So, so DJ, to, 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 as we wrap up this conversation, uh, I, we're, we're all so excited about the, the conference coming up. Yes. Do you, do you already know uh, what, what you're talking about the conference? Have you, have you prepared your session uh, or do you have a topic yet? Well, the deadline's June first, so I'm leaning towards either. Yeah, I mean, so there's still some time. Uh, like Kenny Jang, he likes to prepare last minute, but I, I prepare next to the last minute. So I'll, nice. I'll have something soon. It's um, it's uh, probably going to be related to Clubhouse because that's the next new thing. And so yep. I'm I'm going to talk about the next new thing, uh, things that are developing it. and the opportunities that we have to extend ministry. Um, there's someone else I think on your roster that's going to talk about digital church. So I'll, I'll leave that person to do that yep. and, and yep. talk about new opportunities that we have with uh, social media that is just beginning to blossom. DJ, and I think, uh, by, by the time, by the time, um, what's his name? Um, Mark Zuckerberg might have a Facebook audio app launched by then. So I, I, I don't want to, you know, create old content that expires, you know? Yes. But DJ, that's that that's something while we're here, and I know we're trying to, to, to round third here, come home, but I am curious because Clubhouse, and I just saw Kenny uh, post something on his Instagram. Uh, he had three graphics that were kind of uh, highlighting the data thus far on Clubhouse and downloads and use rate and how it compares uh, to those things, but uh, to other social networks. But I am curious, this whole episode has been about the launch of a podcast in 2013. Uh, it's all, and, and then you're promoting your two podcasts that you're still working on. And you're thinking about doing the most innovative thing that you can think about, which is Clubhouse, which is all about audio. Uh, I'm curious what, what you, is Clubhouse the future of audio or clearly you're bought into audio. Is audio even the future? I, I just love maybe a couple of those quick thoughts, maybe not definitive, but just some quick thoughts on what you see the value of audio in 2021 being? Well, I'm going to quote an expert in Silicon Valley named Jeremiah Alyang. He says, audio is, social audio is the future or is, is the perfect medium. It's the Goldilocks effect. Wow. It's, it's not too much like video chat because we all have heard the phrase zoom out because yes. of uh, video being a little too overwhelming. And then 
text and social media being a little too little. So tweets are often misunderstood because it's low context and you don't get the tone of voice. And so audio gives you that perfect medium, the Goliath, and it humanizes our connection uh, without requiring women to wear makeup, which is their biggest concern with video. And then uh, we just experienced bandwidth problems here on video but while we're still right. connected on audio to work it. And so audio seems to cut through all those things and bring us closer together. And I think that's, that's why audio is going to be um, the, the, the through line for the future of how we use technology. Well, you heard it here first, uh, and you've been hearing it here first uh, since 2013, <laughs> thanks to DJ, his vision, his leadership, his generosity, and everything he continues to do. DJ, thank you so much for your time joining us here today. Uh, always been a huge fan of this podcast. Obviously, you started it, but even as you pass it on, you continue to champion the brand of Social Media Church, and we so appreciate that and appreciate even more that you're going to contribute even more of your time to the conference, uh, which if you're listening, you have an opportunity to register for that conference. Again, it's July 13th through the 15th. We're going to cover three things over the course of three days. We're going to talk about platforms. We're going to talk about the creative aspect of Social Media Church, and we're going to talk about the strategy uh, that you can implement on each of those platforms. So uh, no matter what size you are, large or small, this is going to be a, I think we're almost up to 50 speakers that are going to cover the course of those three days. And they are the top shelf of speakers. I, I don't think that there's anybody missing from the conversation as it pertains to social media and the church. So uh, we are really excited for that. So you can head to socialmedia.church slash conference register there. Um, but we love your ear here. And this will always be a resource to you. This podcast is not going to stop. Great. Uh, free game is a new term that I've heard recently. This is free game and will always be free game. And we love your listenership. If this in, uh, uh, episode impacted you in any way, we'd love for you to share it with somebody else who love, would love to be in on this conversation, needs to hear what DJ had to share with us. Uh, and as always, subscribe write a review that helps us spread the word a little bit further on these conversations we're having around social media and the church. Uh, but for now, this is Aaron and our co-host Nils, and this is a social media church podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next time.